Welcome to the Synapse Philosophy Group, everybody. Um, we are on our masterpiece, yours and mine, and BJ Palmer's and DD Palmer's is amazing book so far. Um, our masterpiece, volume 39, BJ Palmer, 1961. Is that what year this one is? This was his last book, and there's a lot of meat in here. And uh, Alan has a uh, graciously agreed to do some reading tonight. So uh, I'm going to let him begin. All right, so top of 35. One thing our father discovered and wrote about, which was the most important, was the vertebral subluxation, the great, all-important interfering intermediary with its four abstract elements. One, a malposition in relation to its juxtaposition with its corresponding above and below, creating two, an occlusion, Three, producing pressure or constriction upon car certain nerves going to certain organs. Four, reducing carrying capacity, manifesting a reduced function at organic periphery of these nerves involved. As a result, certain factors were essentially to be investigated, studied, not by the assistance of competent electronic technicians, but by one who consistently kept his mind glued to the all overall triune living factors, innate in brain, innate flowing through the nerves, innate reaching periphery. I think there's some, it's an interesting point to make there that he's saying we're not having outside science people come in and look at this. We're making sure we're staying focused on the living entity that we're studying here. We don't need anyone else to prove what we already know. And we're researching is what you're exactly right. And he is, you know, we are chiropractors. We are, you know, he did all the science. So we don't have to, if we want to look at it in that way. And uh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, we don't look to anyone. We did it ourselves. And, you know, BJ, it's not, he's tuning his own horn, but in a way he is. And he, we need to know this history of how much work, went into this right uh, I, I have my my outline marked to the just that next paragraph mm -hmm. and then going on but if you want to read some other things in there i'm okay with it now um i think that we want to be clear that he's not saying that other that that he's saying that they're being scientific about it and but their their science is being focused on the on the is being done with the interest of being aware of the living body, whereas other people look at science from a different perspective as being yeah. the, the primary issue that they're looking at. And so that, but we're doing good science here is what he says. Yeah. And we're looking at the spirit. It's the triune. And, you know, instead of just being a static body or one portion of a thing, looking at all of it, trying to measure innate the neurotempograph. I mean, that's what he's talking about, trying to take that into consideration. You can't, I mean, it, you know what, we're going right back into quantum physics, really. You know, that's where we're really talking about. You can't hold, you know, the hold all other things constant does not apply in reality, right? And I remember being in science class, you're doing equations with all things constant. There are no constant, doesn't make sense. So your entire theory is flawed. He's trying to bring that life, the human factor into this. I mean, and measure it. I think it's amazing, you know, it, since the beginning. It's not, you didn't just think of it last week and taking credit for it. 
we're talking a lifetime of work here, right? Two right. lifetimes of work. So I'm going to go through some more of this page here. The, yeah. the typograph was an instrument developed by us to locate, pinpoint the place of interference in a living sick person, measure pre and post, calibrate and evaluate the flow between brain and body innate and function. We backed up to one of our earliest research studies, visualize superior brain and inferior body Merrick systems. The, the average chiropractor knew some things about the inter, inferior Merrick system in the distribution of nerves from spinal column to different organic sections and organs of the body below. Superior Mer Merrick system was a study of sections, sections and locations of these sections of brain with their continuity nerve branches from brain as they lead down to and into the spinal cord, passing outward through intervertebral foramina to various organic structures of the organic body below. We mapped superior brain divisions, which corresponded with body divisions below through a continuity efferent nerve system, as well as the return nerves below with a continuity of afferent system returning back to the brain proving there was a direct and continuous flow of mental impulse supply from each section of the brain to body and from body back to brain, develop a continuity nerve system through which innate not only sent forth functional impulse, but also innate received an afferent return message telling it whether the afferent, efferent function may impulse, whether the efferent function may impulse had had done its duty in the body at and to the place or places it was intended to perform its function. So that's, that's the safety pin cycle. That's the safety pin cycle explained by BJ Palmer. You know, that is, that's beautiful. And uh, that's why I noted that there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really good. You know, where he put, he put more love into it in the explanation, you know, the safety pin cycle, I do believe, is from Palmer, Palmer's Laws of Life. I know it's in there. I don't know how early the safety pin cycle is. I don't know if anybody else does. Well, it's in, it, it's in Stevenson. It's in Stevenson. Okay. So yeah. it's there in 27. Yeah. I don't know. I, how early? Yeah. I, I can't remember what Laws of Life, what year that one is. Actually, at the top of my head. That's another one to do on here. The one thing, there are so many diagrams, it might be a little bit hard to do in a podcast, you know what I mean? Um, but we can try. I wouldn't mind going to that after this one. But uh, might, it, that might involve, you know, we need to talk about it off, offline. That might involve taking pictures and being able to put up share screen stuff. Yeah, we need to call our IT guys, Dwayne. That's another story. So The law of life is in 58. 58, so it's fairly recent in there so i'm sure it was well before that so the 20s at stevenson's for sure like you said thank you well i have this one paragraph next on page 37 i marked just about you know really just kind of bragging about bj the tympograph instrumentation which its many evolutions in development cost around a hundred thousand dollars 30 years of concentrated study and application, night and day, constantly seeking answers to hitherto unknown problems we raised into unknown and original fields. 
I mean, a hundred thousand dollars and blood, sweat, and tears of really trying to measure innate intelligence, really, right? So we can do proper experimentation and taking that factor into what we do, measuring life. I mean, it's incredible because we don't do it. And if you think about it in the modern, what we call modern medicine or whatever it is, has never taken that into a factor, really, or they take it in a factor and they disregard it. Who knows? I don't know. All right. Where do you want to go next? Well, that's a tough one because the rest, this whole, the whole rest of the section here is all supposes about, you know, what if other people were doing this stuff? And Which we've done that before with him. You know, we did it in the beginning of this book, right? So I think we should skip over that a little bit. Because, you know, I think about suppose if BJ would have done it in one of his experiments, who knows? Or one of those things is really suppose if we would have asked permission or pause or, hey, check over my work because you're a medical guy, you know, but we knew that we knew that we knew. I have that right written knowing right across the top of this page and the last page. You, We know it. And uh, yeah, I, I, I respect that, but we don't need to read it all. I, I'm all the way on page 41, the second paragraph down, what is basically wrong is where I have marked next, but you might have something else. Um, not good to go there. Okay. Uh, what is basically wrong and why? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Give me one second. Because what he's really, he's talking about what a subluxation is and giving a mechanism. And I don't know, I thought it was a good description, really, you know? What is basically wrong and why when we say the arm is paralyzed, hangs helpless, or refuses to be moved at the direction of educated or innate direction? Answer is simple. Muscles are paralyzed. Why? Because they're not getting their par quantity of force or power through the nerves to make it possible for muscles to contract and relax at direction of educated individual or the innate beyond his control. Why? Because there is interference to the flow of par power between the brain where power is generated for arm and thus is not reaching muscles in arm. Once that interference is located and corrected, Power will flow of its own volition from above down inside out in normal quantity to muscles of the arm and normal use will be reestablished. Same is true of all other diseased paralyzed functions of other portions of the body, including softer internal organs. If, ge- if brain generated 100% flows to all muscles of arm, normal motion control exists. If interference between brain and arm via nerve on root is reduced 50%, muscles receive only 50% and muscles are paralyzed 50%, depending upon which nerve fibers and how many are under interference going to arm. Nothing entered externally from outside in below upward to this physiological and functionally paralyzed arm can supplement and replace that which flows from above down inside out. All medical methods can do is stimulate 50% power and 50% of paralyzed motion of muscles that are present, attempting to increase both absent factors to a normal one. As well, try to stimulate 
with similar methods to and from outside in below upward wires and electrical globe to increase abnormal reduced light to normal 100% increased light. You know, that's the analogy of uh, the subluxation, right? Again, it's, you know, safety pin cycle and that connection of explaining it. And in a way, you know what, today I had three people tell me they're planning surgery. And I haven't had three people in a row. I don't know if ever in the same day people have told me that. It was just like blows to my ego, I have to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not up to me. It's not about you. Don't take it's it. It's not personally. about me. It's not up to me. It's not about me. And I love them and I serve them and I'm going to give them everything I've got. But one thing is, you know, it's about the message too. I've done everything I can to communicate. I'm just sitting here thinking of BJ talking to a lay person and trying to get it through the cranium, you know? And that's what I was sort of thinking about while you were reading, Alan, because I feel like I've, I've, I've talked to death with these people, but it's, it's their life and it's not, it's not up to me or us or any chiropractor. We serve them. But uh, I don't know. That's what came to mind today just now with that. How's everything going with everybody here? What, what's been new with you in, in the world of chiropractic and communicating chiropractic? It's our most important thing that we do is communicate it. And whether it's at the grocery store or wherever, I just thought of BJ, while you're reading, I just thought of BJ just talking chiropractic somewhere. Look, if your arm can't move, why do you think your arm can't move? Because the nerve supply is cut off. How do you get your arm to move again? Take the nerve supply and get it back into functioning order. Come and get adjusted. Same with your heart and your liver, your pancreas. That's why you got ulcers, whatever it might be. I just saw him on the soapbox. Can't you understand me? You know? <laughs> and it's the way I felt today. I have to admit it. Yes, I took it personally. And it's not for a moment. But then I bless the, the, the surgeon's hands. Surgeon's hands are guided by God. That's your choice and decision. I know, you know, everything will go as divinely perfect as it can be. Instead of, you shouldn't do it, right? You understand that. You can't do that. Can't it's, do that. That's not your job. No, it's, it's not, not your job. job. Not my job. You know, it's one of the things that, you know, when I, when I was at Sherman a long time ago, they used to talk about you don't don't you don't actually necessarily want to refer to the medical doctor. You say you may choose to have somebody else talk to the orthopedist about this, but not necessarily say go. Yeah, you know it's their choice what they want to follow through up follow on. Yeah. Say I'm seeing something here. You may want to have it evaluated further. Yeah. Well, today I had a you know there's a woman I've been caring for and horrible sciatic pain. And she's probably 85 pounds wet, you know, small woman, but very athletic, right? And horrible sciatica. And she ran into, she was playing doubles tennis and ran into a much bigger woman and she got knocked flat on the ground, right? So she went back and ever since then she's had vertigo and I've been adjusting her for about a week. 
And then it's the same, you know, it's this, one of the stories is, oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying chiropractic and it hasn't worked. I'm like, you've been here three times, right? You've had this, A, the problem for most of your life and got worse the last two months. And, uh, and she decided that she's going to have surgery, but the surgery is not going to be for about five months. So we've got a lot of time. <laughs> when she said it, I thought her surgery was tomorrow, you know? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's in about five months. Well, that, oh, perfect. That, that's because, you know, you've only had three visits with her. She's not going to uh, fully adopt our paradigm. Oh, yeah. You're right. But you say, you know what? Until your date of surgery, let's continue to work on this and get you ready at least. Um, you know, yeah. a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still until they experience the new paradigm. And that has given you the time. If you said, well, if you're going to get surgery, I don't want to take care of you anymore. You're no longer welcome in the office. You've lost them. Oh, of course. Yeah. But there are chiropractors that will do that. Oh, yeah. I bet there are. Absolutely. You know, and you just keep loving them. And, you know, I always think of this. God made that appointment five months from now. You know, she didn't make that appointment five months from now or the doctor didn't do it. And that gives us really is five months to really help transform her life. To this paradigm, she may not need the surgery five months from now. What's that? <laughs> and she may not need the surgery five months from now. That's the whole point, exactly. Yeah, and then she may. I don't know because I don't know what her body's actually healing. Right? We do the adjustment. I move the bone. It's not up to me. Her whole life. <laughs> I had a guy. Happen. I had a guy come in that that had that had carpal tunnel, and he was a waiter, and he was he'd already had surgery scheduled when he came in to see me. And I mean, I don't, I think I adjusted him twice and it, and it went away. He says, the surgery is going to cost me $17,000. I said, send me the check. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I take credit card. <laughs> I'll pay the fees on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's weird the way it works sometimes. Well, it's a joy and, you know, everything is, is correct. And, you know, it's divinely in the perfect moment, even though we second guess it, no matter what it is, it's divinely right. And you know what, we don't know what lies around the corner or what the next step will be. But you know what, that, that came up a lot today too. People got stuck behind a lot of trains today and red lights people were talking about, which people don't normally complain about very much. And, uh, you know, that came up all the time. You, that was divinely perfect for you. If you wouldn't have gotten to that train or that red light, you might have been in an accident. Who knows? You were you're divinely kept in that moment. Well, should we move on? Yeah, I don't know that there's much else in this section. Um, I skip over from there to about where we're the suppose the last suppose is pretty good on 45 with the A's. Okay, you know, investigated secret scientific okay. recesses. Um, there is it sort of sums it up, I think. Yeah, kind of right. Okay. Um, I think I had one thing marked at the top of 44 where, I, where it says, instead of trying to fit chiropractic to the pattern of science, we must get science to fit to the pattern of chiropractic. Instead of chiropractors trying to think the way science needs to think the way, instead of chiropractors trying to think the way of science, science needs to think the way of chiropractic. Until our leaders grasp the big idea, all else follows is doomed. I'm circling that. That's, I think that's something. That's a good one. 
to think about. Um, so to skip then over to the top of 45, where we're at, um, suppose medical researchers accept our request and proceed with their investigation. Here's a sample of their first report. Your very existence, your foundation and basic starting and ending in all things you do is based on the living innate intelligence, which to your profession is all, is all its alpha and omega. We have searched far and wide, investigated secret scientific recesses. We have gone into our exhaustless labs. We have looked into high powered microscopes, the clinical thermometer, whether high or low. We have taken cardiographs by thousands. Blood pressures is a regular necessity. We have taken blood counts and studied reds and whites, taking, taking urine, urinalysis regular compulsion. We have formulated endless chemical tests. We have captured elements in test tubes. We have taken exhaustless x-ray films and studied them deeply. We have fluoroscoped sick living patients. Another typo. This is Libby. I had marked them, and I like marking them in the book for myself. Um, we have, quote, in, in large print again, have endeavored to capture this elusive and delusive innate intelligence you talk so much about. And we, in the end of it, all scientific instrumentation, we come to the unalterable conviction that there is no scientific evidence which could formulate the presence of innate intelligence in living bodies, sick or well. The reason is simple. You cannot use the above substance or material methods to convert an abstract, innate intelligence into physical forms. Your non-scientific non fantasy of existence of an all-important innate intelligence in living bodies is a myth. Fiction and fabulous subterfuge, you grasp imaginations of credulous sick people. Your non-scientific philosophy has no merit. Your science is based on existence of a vertebral subluxation, which we could and did see on x-rays, but you also said it interfered with the flow of innate mental impulse, par quantity flow, none of which we could scientifically prove in any of our labs. One right there. So he's, you know, like he's saying, you give it to them to do with their science and this is what they're gonna say. Mm -hmm. and we can't find it, saying? it ain't real. What are even chiropractors saying right now is exactly what he states on the top of 46. That's what you hear from the evidence-based. Show me your evidence-based stuff. There's no such thing as a subluxation with nerve interference with innate, right? I think there was a discussion of that on one of the Facebook pages today that you know, somebody posted something from uh, ACA or something. And, and, and well, that was with the, with the AMA, the... Someone was rebroadcasting the ACA. I didn't listen to that, but it was the the fight against the AMA. The audio of that, somebody, whatever that gentleman was, Chester Wilk died today, or Chester I think is Wilk. I don't know if he died today or if he's in hospice and not expected to live much longer. Well, God bless him for his work. Thank him. So, but that was that that statement sort of ran at home. For me, I think that's a that that's why we've done our point. research, because this is what they're going to say. You know, this is what they're going to say. We already know what they're going to say. He's already lived all this for all these years. He dies right around this time, right after he finishes this. 
He knows what the naysayers are and what they're going to say and the medical men and everything else. And you know what? People are repeating that statement just now. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It truly is. So the supposes, you had some more suppose. And I moved that one. And now is the beginning. Um, laying a new foundation is the next chapter. I think it's kind of a good place where we'll pick up next time at the beginning of a new chapter. But, you know, going back to what we use this for, why do we do this? How can we make this practical? And it's really having that confidence, just like I wrote on here, knowing that we know that we know that we know that it works. It's, it's obvious. It is, we have felt it in ourselves. Um, and if I feel a change from a, being subluxated, being adjusted, and uh, oh, here, the illusion of evidence is this what it is here, uh, Dwayne? That's a recent uh, British Medical Journal article on uh, how bad evidence-based medicine really is. Oh, gosh, I like that. So Okay. I downloaded it. Are you on the Synapse Philosophy uh, page on Facebook? Probably. Is there any way you can post that on there? Yeah. That's kind of cool, or somewhere. Gosh. Oh, I have it right here. So I, I downloaded it. But that's pretty neat. Illusions of evidence-based. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, but being practical with these things of communication. Um, we just had an awesome student, not a student. She just graduated and she came in and hung out for the day um, to see if we're a good fit. And I think we will be. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, one of the things we have to do is give the confidence to our new chiropractors. And helping them along that way, because even the teachers in in the schools, not all the schools, but it was even when I was in school, that teachers didn't believe in chiropractic, they didn't want to hear about it, and they didn't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And some people are jaded, and some people are tired. Um, but it seems like there's a lot more of it now. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think we just really need to nurture. We really need to nurture our, our young and up and coming chiropractors. That's for sure. I don't have anything else for tonight. Anybody? I think we did a lot of work just now and there was a lot of good information there. And uh, this is a perfect place to start up next time on page 48. On this There's one. a fair amount of stuff in the next four pages that I have marked anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we can save it. Okay. Sure. This is a, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I want to take take time. We'll digest this. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Dwayne, I'm so happy you joined us. I like your new haircut. You're really handsome like that. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, it's always great to see you. And same with you, Alan. We had a good night tonight. I liked it. I'm going to have a little more chamomile tea next time I'm on here again. I, I feel like uh, it got me a little jam. <laughs> What's the story with Dave? He hasn't been around lately. Do you hear from him? I haven't heard from him as much. I'll probably see him at DE this weekend. Um, I, we're teaching a Nate adjusting at DE on Saturday morning for the CE credits. And, uh, but uh, I'm excited about that one. But now tell um, him I asked for him. Tell him I'm I miss him on him. these calls. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to stomp on his foot and say, where the hell you been, boy? No, but uh, <laughs> you got to be a little Jersey, right, Carol? I mean, I got to, I got to put it on a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, we'll have a nice time. I'll see. I'll probably see. If not, you know what? Good for a reminder. Send him a text too, for sure. We'll call him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, people around the world that listen in, you know, God bless you. And I, I thank God for chiropractic. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.